Welcome to the Brave New Real Estate Podcast, a podcast for ambitious leaders ready to get to work, do the work, and create a better built world reality. I'm James Sanderson, founder of Studio Sanderson, a communication consultancy that works with leaders in real estate, design, and the built environment to discover what makes their offer special, articulate the right story, and develop the ideas and communication needed to cut through and connect with people. On today's episode, we look at how the pandemic has accelerated a more considered attitude to luxury, exemplified by affluent consumers' retreat to rural areas, the rise of remote working, and a refashioning of luxury traditions and heritage. For buyers and renters in this new era, a different set of values is emerging, a less showy and more conscious and sustainable way of living. Let's get to it. Episode 3. Rethinking Luxury, A New Era and a New Look The concept of luxury is changing. Prior to 2020, luxury real estate was primarily associated with cities that had become sprawling breeding grounds for designer brands, cultural institutions and gourmet restaurants catering to the needs of an urban elite. Luxury brands spent decades turning design, aspiration and high-quality goods into a 380 billion global behemoth. COVID-19 has changed this narrative, with cities cast as a threat to public health, remote working adopted on a mass scale, and a reappraisal of luxury as space, health and safety, with wealthy consumers flocking to suburbs and new rural areas in their millions. In this new era of luxury real estate, square footage and high-tech amenities no longer represent buyers' principal values when it comes to finding a home. Luxury is driven by intangibles, a sense of community, connection to nature, wellness and charity. A recent survey from real estate consultancy Knight Frank on COVID-19's impact on global buying trends cites 66% of respondents saying large gardens and outdoor space are more important, with the lockdown period having emphasised the connection between well-being and the great outdoors. All this is at a time when 77% of luxury consumers would buy a product or service simply for the experience of being part of a community built around it. And overall, 77% of affluent individuals are making fewer luxury purchases, while those that do buy are more meaningful. This shift from material luxury towards a quality of life and community-first value is bringing new directions for hospitality, retail, property and brand communications. A different kind of luxury for a new luxury consumer. In the past, one focused on traditional demographic classifications for luxury, such as net worth, age or gender. But 2020 has accelerated new habits and patterns that require new categorizations to understand buyer needs, wants and desires. Coldwell Banker, a global brokerage, has labelled these new luxury buyers as the new affluent trailblazers and segmented them into three distinct groups. First is explorers. They're moving to hidden gem locations like exurbs, faraway communities and tiny towns, where their dollar carries them further. Explorers tend to be younger, more active and have a lower net worth. Next is new suburbanites, who are leading a revival of the suburbs as they look for more space, property amenities and good schools. Although some can be younger, in the report they treat them as slightly older than explorers, with school-aged children and a high net worth. Finally, resorters, 
are those flocking to their favorite vacation spots. They might be either permanently relocating to these areas or temporarily converting seasonal homes into primary residences. They are often in a higher wealth bracket. All these higher income buyers are bringing with them a more holistic set of considerations when considering real estate, attuned to new cultural values. One such value that stands out above all else is an interest in wellness that extends to the home. Health and wellness were already being prioritized prior to the pandemic, and the realization that the places and spaces we call home can have a profound impact on our sense of well-being is nothing new. Elements of feng shui were being practiced as early as 4000 BC in China. Today, the developers of both single-family luxury homes, apartment blocks and offices are increasingly focused on the mental and physical well-being of their occupants. COVID-19 has reawakened an interest in wellness architecture. Compass real estate broker Pino Fortunato launched an online map at the end of 2020 that displays high-quality green buildings for sale in New York City under the title Wellness Real Estate for Healthy Living. The properties adhere to criteria such as ventilation and daylight, air quality monitoring systems, efficient energy consumption, and LEED accreditation. The well building standard goes into much more specifics how the design and function of buildings can be optimized in order to advance human health and well-being. The most recent version, version 2, covers 10 concepts: air, water, nourishment, light, movement, thermal comfort, sound, materials, mind, and community. Another real estate professionals report an increase in the demand for implementing the passive house standard. the european standard for energy efficiency in a building which reduces a building's ecological footprint resulting in buildings where heating and cooling is kept separate from the hygiene ventilation system that exhausts stale air and delivers fresh air olga turner baker of akist a consultancy which helps developers to design buildings that enhance health and well-being indicates a premium as high as 55% on properties that put an emphasis on occupants health Others are taking it a step further, delivering wellness that reimagines real estate in a holistic, community-first and natural context. Danish architectural firm Henning Larsen is building Fallerby, an all-timber neighborhood in Copenhagen, designed in collaboration with biologists and environmental engineers. The goal is to create a city where biodiversity and active recreation define a sustainable pact between people and nature. James Erlich, an entrepreneur, is developing Regen Villages, a new visionary model for the development of off-grid, integrated and resilient eco-villages that can power and feed self-reliant families around the world. He defines his vision as a new kind of luxury. It's the luxury of safety and security with your natural resources supporting your thriving. And Klaus Sendlinger, a maverick hotelier and founder of Design Hotels, which was bought by Marriott is set to launch a new global hospitality offering entirely dedicated to slowing down in 2021 new lodging spaces configured to solitude connection with nature are attuned to uplifting mental consciousness while some areas of the industry are taking these shifts in stride others will find they increasingly don't have the option to ignore them 
Wellness, promoting amenities like increased access to outdoor space, speak to consumer needs that are predicted to last post-pandemic. While summer changes might be temporary, like touch-free everything, contactless delivery, others will prove long-standing and could find their way into the mainstream built environment. But self-care and well-being are precious and universal themes, a luxury that everyone aspires to. With cities looking to rebuild in new after the coronavirus, these new luxury principles, community, wellness, integrating more nature, can be put to use more broadly, strengthening communities everywhere from the ground up. A global wealth gap and looming eviction crisis mean the demand for affordable and middle-income housing is rapidly on the rise. In the US, presently, 8 million renters pay more than half their income on rent. And in the 25 most expensive cities in the US, 75% of households are cost-burdened. And home price appreciation will reach its fastest pace since the Great Recession in 2021. And of course, cities where growth is increasing during the pandemic, Charlotte, North Carolina, Salt Lake City, Utah and Columbus, Ohio, there isn't enough housing stock to accommodate many of the new arrivals. So applying the same new luxury design and living standards to lower and middle income buyers isn't utopian, but practical. So what would this world of shared new luxury look like? Can such intangible concepts as wellness even be applied across all socioeconomic levels? Fortunately, there are some innovators in real estate who are already bringing new luxury principles to the lower and middle income markets, addressing the housing shortage while emphasising green space, livable design and a sense of community. From New York to Norwich in the UK, architects and developers are reimagining what low and middle income housing can be applying sustainable and modular building methods to reduce the cost of construction and maintenance, incorporating new technologies and shared amenities to develop seamless experiences and a sense of community, and keeping an eye towards human scale, a far cry from the housing blocks of its 20th century. Some examples of these are Via Verde in the South Bronx, an example of a sustainable high-density development with 222 affordable units, a 6,000-square-foot courtyard and a green roof. Goldsmith Street in Norwich in the UK received the 2019 RIBA Sterling Prize for its dense, low-rise street-scale design and innovative use of green space. This public housing development is also one of the largest schemes in the UK that adheres to the passive house building standard for energy efficiency. And Common, one of the largest, most innovative of US co-living companies, offers rooms fully furnished with weekly cleaning, on-site laundry and shared amenities from $875 with all utilities included. Rooms are less expensive than typical studio apartment, but embrace some of the new luxury for this market. Elegant, bright, contemporary design, fostering a sense of community with social events and a chat feature connecting its residents. And other innovations such as modular housing tackle building materials and cost with less expense to the developer, which of course translates to reduce rent for its occupants. Pacific Park, a modular housing in Brooklyn, boasted a 20% cost saving during its construction. And Factory OS in Oakland, California, is a 110-unit, five-storey building built in just 11 days. With these new models and tools, 
developers now have the incentive and the market demand necessary to build low and middle income housing that uplifts communities, increases neighborhood value, and addresses our cultural shift towards wellness placemaking. It's time for the rest of the industry to jump in. So developers can meet the needs of both the high-end middle-income and low-income buyers and renters by considering these new values. Livable design, communal amenities, functional green spaces, and technological connectivity that addresses our remote work reality. Luxury no longer needs to be stratified into high-cost condominiums for the few and soulless tower blocks for the many. People are increasingly concerned with their community's health, from physical wellness to the vitality of local shops and public spaces. The concept of luxury that only extends to the occupant's front door is a relic of the past. The times and changing attitudes redefine the meaning of luxury, forcing developers, operators and designers to rethink their approach to the built environment. The critical imperatives for achieving this are operating more sustainably ensuring diversity and inclusivity, embracing digital capabilities and integrating people and technology. At its best, luxury is a commitment to craft, skills and knowledge, a tribute to a sense of human achievement. It celebrates a culture of excellence that reminds us of what it is to be human. Our new paradigm's imperative through our current crisis is about setting new standards and new forms of craft and creativity to meet the needs of a changed and changing customer. By moving away from a material, individual concept of luxury to one that uplifts people and places holistically, the real estate industry has an opportunity to build better communities for everyone. That's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Brave New World podcast from Studio Sanderson. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out the podcast episode details or visit studiosanderson.com for links to additional resources and recommended reading from myself and others. See you next time.